Eternal Rock of Ages, we want to bless you for another opportunity to hold this meeting. We cannot thank you enough for how far you have helped us. As we continue in this journey to our conclusion on the book of Haggai, we trust that, Lord, you will help us as always. Speak to our hearts and challenge us. At the end of everything, Lord, bring change to our hearts. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. As we continue in our conclusions on the book of Haggai, we have already seen that God speaks to us through his word, and his word is the Lord Jesus Christ and the word written in the Bible given to us. We have seen that the Bible contains the revelation of God apart from any other revelation and also reveals to us the power of God apart from any other documentation. We've also seen the work of God and his workers. We've seen that God is interested in his work as he is also interested in those who are doing his work. We've seen that the work of God is done by God through the Holy Spirit and that we, the vessels that God will use to do his work, must always be holy. We've also seen that we will face life's challenges and persecution whilst doing the work of God. Ours is not to give up, but to continue to trudge on and to do the work of God fully. And then the last time we spoke about the power of repentance. We noted that from time to time we do transgress the word of God. But regardless of our transgression, God has made repentance a provision for us to return to him. We noted that when our repentance is true, it leads us to receiving the forgiveness of God. We also noted that when our repentance is true, it releases God's blessings upon us. And finally, we noted that repentance is God's provision given to fallen man to be able to return to him. So no matter how far gone we are away from God, we can always grab onto repentance and return to God again. As we continue in our conclusion in the book of Haggai, we want to discuss our relationship with God. When we look at the book of Haggai, we see that God was so particular about the people not building his temple, so much so that he brought famine into their lives and wanted them to return to building the temple. In the Old Testament times, the temple was a symbol of God wanting to dwell among his people. But in the New Testament dispensation, we are no longer dealing with symbols, we are dealing with realities. And the reality of the New Testament believer is that we, that is the New Testament believer, is the temple of God. So entering into a relationship with God is not just about praying or about being born again. It's about building our lives so that God can live in us. God's desire is that we build him a habitation to dwell in. And God told us in his word that his habitation is not a building, but you and I. Speaking through Peter, the Holy Spirit said, God wants us to be built up as spiritual houses that he can indwell. Speaking through Paul, the Holy Spirit warns us that God's desire is to indwell us so that he can be among us and he can be in us. So when God was urging the children of Judah in the book of Haggai to build the temple, speaking to us is urging us to build our lives. Unfortunately, when many of us are building our lives, we are building our careers. We are building the things that we like rather than building the place that God will come and indwell. Many Christian programs speak of a divine visitation. But God does not want to come and visit. God wants to come and live in us and live among us. For God to live in us, it requires that we are holy at all times. 
when we are being taught about God and us, usually, especially when we look at the word of God, the focus has always been on what we can get from God. But if we look at the word of God, you will discover that what God has been saying to us is for us to know him so that he can come and live in us as we make ourselves available as a dwelling place for him. So God wants you and I to build our lives to be holy and sanctified so that he will always be with us. Today, God is with us by his spirit. And so it is important that we are living a holy life so that the Holy Spirit will always be with us. He will lead us, guide us, protect us, and so on and so forth. In Acts chapter 7, before the stone Stephen, Stephen accused the children of Israel. He said, you stiff-necked, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. When we live contrary to the word of God, we are resisting the Holy Spirit. When the word of God instructs us to do certain things and we refuse to do them, we are resisting the Holy Spirit. And there's no way we can resist the Holy Spirit and say we are building a relationship with God. Being born again and sanctified is what enables us to begin to have that relationship with God. But that relationship must grow as we know more and more of God. There is a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. You may know about a man, but the wife of that man knows that man. And the best way to know a person is to have interaction with that person. The more you interact with a person, the more you will know that person. So in building our relationship with God, one very crucial thing that we must understand is that there must be communication between God and us. As you have communication with someone and the person is speaking about themselves or about certain things, you begin to understand more and more about that person. You and I must understand that we are serving a God who speaks and who hears, not an idol. Idols don't speak. Idols don't hear. Somebody will just say, oh, this is what the idol is telling you. This is what the idol is saying. Oh, the idol has heard you. But they don't speak. They don't hear. The people who are telling you that are just lying to you. But when we speak of Almighty God, He speaks and He hears. Not only does God speak, He also wants to speak to you directly. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, when God wanted to speak to Samuel, he kept calling Samuel until Samuel responded to him. Even though nobody had taught Samuel about how to hear from God, God did not stop calling Samuel until Eli told Samuel, it is God who is speaking to you. When next you hear him, say, speak Lord, for I am hearing. You and I must understand that there are certain things that God wants to tell you directly that he's not going to speak to you through another person. It is therefore crucial that we learn to hear from God. In building our relationship with God, we must be able to hear from him and we must be able to speak to him. We hear from God through his word and we speak to God by prayer. Prayer is not more important than studying the word of God. And studying the word of God is not more important than prayer. Both the study of the word of God and prayer are like two sides of the same coin. If you have a one-sided coin, it is a fake coin. And no business person worth his salt is going to accept such a coin from you as a means of transaction business. So if we are going to be able to build our relationship with God, we must be studying the word of God and we must be speaking to God. And this must be a daily affair. The more we study the word of God and pray to God, the more we get to know God himself. It is also important to understand that God can speak to us or communicate with us in various ways. God can speak to us through dreams, through visions. He can speak to us audibly. God can also speak to us through circumstances or situations that we are facing. And he can speak to us 
in dark sayings. Dark sayings are like parables, question and answer, and so on and so forth. Whichever method God uses to speak to us, to communicate with us, all those things that he said must align with the written word of God. For example, God cannot tell you to divorce your wife because the Bible says that God hates divorce. God cannot tell you to hate another person, whether he's of your religion or is not of your religion. God cannot tell you to hate somebody because God says that we must love all men. So as we look at the word of God, we get to see the things that God likes, the things that God wants and the things that God does not want us to do. And so if somebody comes and says, God told me to tell you this, and it does not agree with the word of God, then you know that God did not send that person. But if you are not studying the word of God regularly, you will not know what God has said in the Bible. And you can be deceived by false prophets. So even though God desires to speak to us directly, sometimes he speaks to us through proxies, through other individuals. So when God speaks to you through another individual, it is important that you confirm that it is God speaking by going to ask God if he sent that individual to you. For example, what you are hearing now is God communicating to you. But it is important that you go and speak to God and say, I heard something today. Were you the one who was speaking to me? And God will tell you yes or no, as the case may be. In 1 John chapter 4, God warned us to test all spirits because there are many spirits of the Antichrist in operation today. You and I must develop an attitude of always asking God, even though we have heard a word from somebody else. The Bible tells the story of a man of God in 1 Kings chapter 13 who went to Israel to deliver a message from God. God told this man of God to deliver the message, go back another way and not eat anything in Israel. But there was this old prophet in that town. He was a prophet that God was no longer using. The old prophet went after this man of God and lied to the man of God that God told him to come back to that city and eat. At first, the man of God resisted. But when the old prophet said, I am also a prophet of God, he believed that prophet and went with the prophet. And while he was eating in that prophet's house, God then spoke through that old prophet and told him that he was going to be met by a lion and the lion will kill him. May we not be like this man of God. Again, if we are to be able to hear from God directly, we must be sanctified at all times. In the book of Joshua, whenever God wanted to speak to the children of Israel, God will instruct that they go and be sanctified in preparation for him coming to see them the next day. One of the reasons why God wants us sanctified all times is because an unsanctified man will misinterpret God's word because he cannot discern it properly. An unsanctified man will give a wrong meaning to what it is that God is trying to say. And besides, God cannot stay in the same place with an unsanctified man. And that was why God wanted them to build their lives so that he can indwell them, he can speak to them, they can speak with him, and they can have fellowship and relationship together one with another. And this is God's will for you and I. God wants us to build our lives so that he can indwell us and speak to us, and we can speak to him, and he can lead us, he can direct us, he can protect us, and so on and so forth. So it's important that in our relationship with God, we recognize that he wants to live with us, he wants to speak to us, and he wants us to speak to him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for that which you have shared with us today. Thank you for telling us your desire to live in us and to live among us. Thank you for letting us know the importance of communicating with us and us communicating with you. 
I pray henceforth that, Lord, as we look into your perfect law of liberty, you will reveal yourself to us more in Jesus' name. And that as we pray to you, communicating with you, Lord, we will not be speaking about frivolous things, but we will be speaking about serious things concerning your kingdom. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen.